Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 419. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to explore should you sign up for an airline credit card and what are the pros and what are the cons? This is something that I actually do myself, which is have an airline credit card. I actually have an Alaska credit card and I use it to take trips to Seattle, my former hometown, and I like to charge things on there so that I build up points and then I can get at least one free ticket a year, usually a couple more because I've built up points over the years, even from back in the day when I was in corporate and used it for some travel. So having an airline credit card has been something I really enjoy. And I also have a hotel credit card and I charge on that card so that I can use that for a free hotel stay or two each year. So these are things that I personally use and personally find that they're beneficial to me, but that doesn't mean it's right for you. And we're going to explore in this article, what are some of the pros and cons? So I just wanted to let you know up front, I am a bit biased because I do believe in this myself. And uh, you do have to, you know, look at the expenses, look at the costs and see if it's worth it. Having said all that, let's take a look at this article on cnbc.com that says, before signing up for an airline credit card, weigh the benefits against the cost. And then it has a few bullet points here that say, most of the cards offer enticing signup deals that give you extra miles for purchases made. To get the bonus though, you generally have to spend a minimum required amount. It also says, while cards waive the annual fee in the first year, after that you'll face an average yearly fee of $127, whether you use the card or not. Okay, well my fees are not that high, but that's an interesting statistic. And the third bullet point says, nevertheless, benefits like discounted or free companion tickets and free checked bags can make the cost worth it depending on how often you travel. Yeah, that's the other thing. Recently, I was traveling to Seattle and I was able to not have to pay $25 to check my bag because I had an Alaska credit card. So some airlines will give you that benefit. And in addition, I do also get the free companion ticket each year for someone to fly free with me. Those are really great benefits that I enjoy, but let's see what this article says. If your summer vacation plans include flying to your destination, don't be surprised if you come across an offer for an airline credit card. With enticing benefits and sign-up bonuses, these cards can make your future flights less expensive as you earn air miles for purchases made on the card. Yet, if you don't use them right, they'll only end up costing you. If you travel a lot, these cards can give you a lot of value, but there are some things about them people should be aware of, said Bailey Peterson, a credit card analyst at Value Penguin and author of a recent study that looked at how credit cards stack up against one another. Here's the skinny the sign-up bonus. 
One of the common enticements of these credit cards is a sign-up bonus. This generally comes in the form of extra miles earned for charging a certain amount on your card within the first few months. The average value of the bonus is $400, the value Penguin's study found. To get the perk, however, the average amount you have to spend is $1,388 according to the Value Penguin study. Some of the cards require you to spend far more, $3,000 or $5,000 in that three-month window to earn the bonus. After that point, we recommend looking at whether these cards are worth it, Peterson said. They'll be much more expensive due to an annual fee than the average cashback card. So I want to pause there for a moment. Any card that's going to require you to spend $3,000 or to $5,000 in a three-month window, I would automatically say is not worth it. That's a lot of money. And if you have to make that in order to receive your bonus, then that doesn't seem right to me. So that would be something to be aware of and to watch for and uh, possibly would disqualify me from wanting to use or sign up for that card. The next section is called the yearly hit. Indeed, these article cards typically come with a fee you'll pay every year. While many of the cards will waive the fee in the first year, after that you'll be on the hook for an average of $127 each year. You'll pay that whether you use the card or not. About 88% of airline cards come with a yearly fee compared with 12% for cashback cards according to Value Penguin data. All right, so be aware of what your annual fee is going to cost you. And if a free airline ticket to wherever you wanna go isn't going to be worth it because the fee is too high, then consider not signing up for that card. However, Sometimes people can use these for long distances and the airline savings can be quite substantial. So it just depends on where you're planning to fly and how much that ticket would normally cost. The next section is called interest on balances. And it says, as with any credit card, you'll accrue interest on your purchases if you don't pay your balance in full each month. The interest rate for airline credit cards ranges from about 15% to 22% value penguin data show. The average interest rate across all credit cards is about 16.7% according to separate data from creditcards.com. If you get a card and spend too much trying to earn miles, it's not going to be worth it, Peterson said. The interest you pay will wipe out any benefits you gain from your spending. I just want to pause here and say that is very true. I completely agree with that. You have to pay off your balances. Do not sign up for any new card if you're not going to be paying your balances. The last thing you want to do is sign up for a lender on a credit card that's going to charge you double digit interest. That's not a good plan. So definitely this is only for people who are paying off their balances each month and if you're not doing that, then don't even consider this strategy. The next section is called Dropping Value. And it says, the Value Penguin study found that value of airline credit cards drops off significantly after the first 12 months. Basically, the combination of sign-up bonuses and waived first-year fees means the biggest bang for your buck comes in the first year. The value drop-off is pretty significant, Peterson said. It's usually 50%. We recommend looking at the second year to determine the card's value. I want to pause here and totally agree with that. You don't want to sign up for a card that's just going to have a big promotion in the first year. This is about looking at what you can use in the long term, what is going to 
actually work for your travel needs and making sure it matches up well with what works for you. Definitely don't be sucked in just because they have an attractive first year bonus. I think that's a huge mistake. Make sure this is a card that makes sense for you for the long term. And the last section is called ongoing benefits. And it says, however, there are typically benefits that come with owning a card beyond earning miles. For instance, many cards offer special companion fares that let you get an annual fee or a discounted flight with the purchase of a ticket. Or you might get a certain number of free checked bags for each flight. Keep in mind though, that some airlines will restrict that benefit, such as only allowing it for certain seats and destinations. Nevertheless, these benefits can be valuable to frequent travelers. The important thing is to weigh the value of those extras and any miles you earn for purchases against the yearly fee you pay end of article. So yeah, it was really interesting. I was able to use one of my hotel cards recently for a complete free stay at a Seattle hotel in actually Bellevue, Washington. And so it was a beautiful new hotel right in downtown Bellevue. Didn't pay a dime for the room just for extra incidentals. And it was fantastic. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's just such a nice perk to be able to get a completely free hotel room and have a free place to stay. So I had two free nights and that was courtesy of just using the credit card and being able to use my points and miles from that credit card. Again, I would look at what are your goals for travel? How much does that cost to get to where you normally want to travel to? Or if you're doing vacation travel, where are you going to be vacationing? Does the fee on the card make sense for the travel benefits that you're going to be getting? And really look at all of the deals, not just some special upfront perk in the first year. Take all of that into consideration. Please make sure you're paying off your balance monthly or do not look at getting any more credit cards. That's just going to compound problems. Make sure you're paying your balance off monthly And yeah, shop around for what cards make this most sense for you and which of those benefits you're going to use that are high cost benefits that you can get for free, but also high value to you. Because I talk about your spending priorities and if travel is a priority to you, then you wanna match, you know, what are you going to do with those travel points? I often talk about someone I met in corporate years ago who worked the travel point system so dramatically that he got his honeymoon in Australia at the Ritz Carlton paid for for a week. He would go to Hawaii each year for a week for free, free air and free hotel. And because he had a Marriott card and Marriott uh, is the Ritz Carlton owner, he would use his airline points and his hotel points on that card and his airline card to get a complete vacation free each year. And that was worth several thousand dollars for those locations I just mentioned. That's something that is very possible, but you have to plan, you have to be aware of it and know where you wanna go, know what your goals are, what you wanna do. And also he traveled quite a lot because he was able to use his personal card for his business travel. And so he was getting a lot of miles on his cards because his company allowed him to use his personal cards. So that's how he could do that because he was really racking up the miles. 
So again, that's something to consider as well. How much travel do you do and are you able to collect enough points? Sometimes it does take years to store up the points to be able to create the free trip that you want. But it's possible and it can be done and I think it's worth it. So check out different uh, deals and match the right one that fits with your goals. And thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends. I've been hearing lately people are sharing it with their spouse. The spouses are driving in the car together now. Husbands are telling their wives about it. Wives are telling their husbands about it. And we're getting couples listening to the podcast. That's so awesome. Thank you. And other family members and co-workers and friends. I just love the fact that people are talking about Be Wealthy and Smart. And we had our best month ever for downloads last month. So thank you so much. And I certainly appreciate all of my listeners and am so glad that you're here with me. I'm so honored. If you haven't yet subscribed for Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as podcasts are available. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.